Hello and welcome to the Unmissables podcast. Did I say Unmissables? You said <laughs> Unmissables, but the Unmissables podcast. <laughs> that's a good start. Yeah. Uh, I'm Boyd Hilton. I can't say Unmissables. <laughs> that was Steph Seelan. Hello. And this is Kay Rivero. Hello. We together will trawl through the world this week of television. Sometimes, recently we've done some films. Every now and then we do a book. Once maybe we did a song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but once we did an album. Yeah, did we? You it's talked still, about Morrissey as well. Yeah, that's true. It's still the world's foremost pop culture podcast, yeah, I'm saying. It is. Who's going to disagree with me in this room? Not <laughs> a no one. one. Today, we are going to look at the hugely expensive new Netflix science fiction epic, Altered Carbon, which is going to drop next Friday on the Netflix. It's going to, sorry? It's going to... Arrive. Plonk. 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 plonk boys. Sorry. It. Plonk. We've only been it's saying for the last 50 episodes. <laughs> no, it's not technically true, Kay, but no, we'll let that go. Yes, we don't. I'm 41. I've told you a gazillion <laughs> times to not exaggerate, Kay. Um, <laughs> we're also reviewing the new BBC. Some are calling it a psychological thriller. Others are calling it a murder mystery drama. Others, like me, are calling it a horror. Oh. It's Requiem. And it starts next Friday as well. And it's also plonking because the BBC is making all six episodes available in one binge go. Mm-hmm. As is their one these modern, days. Very yeah. modern, which, which is controversial in itself. Why is that controversial I've seen itself? people saying on um, the Twitter, like TV experts, saying, why, why are they doing this? Like, they show shows once a week in, in serial form and they also put it all of down there. Like, what what's to be gained? What's the advantage right. of that? And I think, well, I, I kind of hear what they're saying. No, it's like you, one or the other, isn't it? One no, or the other? I think actually it's like mental torture if you really need to know what happens. No, because it's a, it, that is an act of te- learning discipline. I, don't, I think the BBC yeah. are doing, they should be set themselves apart from the streaming networks yeah, that I, do I it. Otherwise, what is their point of difference? I think I agree with that. I yeah. think both of you are wrong. I think they feel they have to do it to, to, to be all trendy, but I don't really think they know why they're doing it and I don't think they know no, you know, it's affected. Obviously, it affects the, the ratings of their own shows. It's you slightly know, cannibalistic. I tell you why Auntie's doing it. Auntie's doing it for people like me to get me off the Netflix, so I'll watch these things oh. on. So I will go. Auntie on to doesn't realise you'll never get off the Netflix. No, yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to surprise you maybe this week. Oh, yeah. We're looking forward to that. She's had a net. Uh, it's been dis- like com- discontinued. <laughs> Not paid your subscription. It's been like a discontinue. <laughs> it is. Um, and finally, we're going to review the new Saturday night BBC Entertainment Music Talent Show search. Called All Together Now, which stars among other people Jerry of X Spice Girls. Fame. I think it's a stretch to call it entertainment. Spoiler! Spoiler! Step. Come on! Spoiler alert! Okay. I might get might get John to edit that out. Ooh. No. Sorry. I think we all know that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. No. Now, before we get into that meat of the podcast, we do like to have a little uh, discussion about what else we're looking at or reading or listening to, and I like to start with Steph. Yeah. Uh, in my usual slot of what I've been watching on Netflix this week, mm. you will be surprised to learn that I've rested Netflix for a week. What? Yes, I Why? have. Because I was sick to the back teeth of you two <laughs> telling me that I couldn't watch anything else but stuff that was on Netflix. So here are the things that I've watched this week. I finally got round to watching Get Out, which is now on Sky Premiere. What is Get Out? The film Get Out. Oh, right. With Alison Williams. And what is that? guy's name the main guy Daniel in it. Kaluuya. and it's still in um yeah. it's still in contention for some awards this year isn't Oscars, it yeah 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 is nominations it, out next week yeah is it still is it has, oh 
So it must have been one of the first. Yeah, it's one the, of the earliest. Yeah, the early ones. Yeah. Which is interesting because normally it would affect its chances heavily, but I think it's getting a big, a little bit ahead of steam. Yeah. Because this year it's very open the Oscars this year. So I, I think it will be nominated for Best Picture, and I hope to God he'll be nominated for Best Picture. He's, he's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's okay. We don't know anything about this film. Basically, it's the really it's original in its complete randomness. Okay. So basically, this guy, this African American guy, starts going out with Alison Williams. Alison Williams takes home to meet the parents. Oh yes, we sorry. Yeah, yeah. Parents, yeah. 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 You know parents, parents are like obsessed mm. with African Americans, and it all goes absolutely effing crazy in there. But it's it's. Amazing. Yeah, I remember this. Actually, we reviewed it, didn't yeah, we? In the, um, yeah. yeah, so you can catch that on screen Den of now. Geek. Is it Den of Geek? I think it's Den of Geek. But the district did a did a poll of their readers of their favourite films of all time, and it was like number three. I'm not surprised. It and was number five, and it is a brilliant film. And number five was um, the Mad Max Fury Road, which of course is one of your Oh favorites. well, that's that's obviously wrong. I'm going to write. I'm going to write this down now. Is it Get Out or is it Get Out? Exclamation mark. Get Out. Yeah. No, there's no exclamation mark. No, I oh, just get out. Get out, Steph. Oh, bloody hell! Right, get out. Well done. Good um, work. Okay, then I've also on also on Sky. Are you guys still watching How to Get Away with Murder? No. Right. No. Shonda Rhimes, How to Get Away with Murder. The fourth season started. Oh, so so good. So um, if you haven't been watching it, please go and watch all of them because I I'm not going to give away but there was a, some one of the team mm. died at the end of last season and it was a big big shock um and now it's how they're going to move they're going to move on from that and somebody's pregnant and it's it's oh, Frank's come out of hiding it's absolutely brilliant but it's a Shonda Rhimes classic Steph are you excited because um how to get away with murder is going to merge with scandal in a what? Yeah, we had it yeah, in it your crossover, yeah. Boyd's, um, TV column in the magazine. Yeah, I mean, Hold again. on a minute. Hold on a minute. <laughs> How to Get Away with Murder mm -hmm. is going to do a crossover. So Kerry Washington. Yeah, with Scandal in yeah. the way. Viola Davis in the gonna, way. Yeah. That is going to be second only to my favourite, as I think I've mentioned before, of oh, Murder, God, she wrote, Murder, She Wrote, a Magnum P.I. Yeah. Which was called Magnum on Ice, yeah. the crossover. <laughs> yeah. And if you read my TV land spread in Heat Magazine, you'd have known Boyd, I cannot happening. tell you any more times. I do not read them, okay? Well, she doesn't do read. Read them. If you did, you would have known about this. <sighs> Carry on. Wow, when's that going to happen? Soon. I, mean, I think, I think I've got a feeling it's going to happen towards the end of the season. You've just got a feeling. Got, well, they filmed with it, so filmed with it. Oh my God, what's wrong with you and your words? Okay, well, <laughs> season four, words. there's three episodes available. It's on Sky Living now. It's fantastic. Right. And BBC, right? Oh, I've been watching live TV. Just lo stuff that's just live. And it's called Surgeons <laughs> oh at the Edge God. of Life. I love that you're calling... Do you mean stuff that's just on a given day that you watch it? You're live that, TV. Or is it actually live, filmed live? No, no, no. Like you stuff mean, that's as on. it goes <laughs> out, like to normal people in, on, on the schedule, on the linear schedule, you watch it So when you it get in, live, yeah, in when you get in and you turn it's the TV not, on, it's stuff that's on yeah, then. This right, program, so it's not live. This, okay. No, you don't watch Surgeons live doing operations. Listen, you never know. Mm, it's way forward. You, yeah, I mean, it is. Okay, so Surgeons at the Edge of, at the edge of Life, which is... Um, they had two episodes on. It's on BBC. Started on the 15th of January. It's brilliant. Oh, you see things getting removed. I mean, you actually do see them doing surgery. Oh, my God. Is you it like casualty? Huge, you see huge, like, tumours getting it's removed. Not it's, oh, it's amazing. And these incredible surgeons, like, talking about, like, some of these people are literally like it's Last Chance Saloon. Actually, one of them's called Last Chance Saloon. It's not the, not one of the patients. <laughs> one of the episodes is called Last Chance Mr. Saloon. Mr. Last Chance Saloon will have you now. <laughs> That'd be unfortunate, wouldn't it? It'd be really depressing. It's Fingers are removed from Last Chance Saloon. <laughs> it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Oh. Hour long. BBC. One or two. Is it depressing? Ultimately, depressing. it would be too much for you to ask <laughs> of me to remember if it was BBC One or Two. Uh, you'll find it. It'll be an iPlayer. So I it think it's, it's on iPlayer. And then was it depressing? 
No, it was really uplifting. And I just, God, surgeons are such clever people. But it also gives you a bit of an insight to their kookiness. Endorsed by Steph. <laughs> but but it gives you a little bit of um, an insight. Because like, of the music they play when they've got surgery. Like these eight-hour surgeries and how oh, they're yeah, like, yeah. you know, ribbing each other. Like in Doctor through. Strange. You know I mean, Doctor Strange, where he, he, he insists on playing like certain hits from certain years. And like he knows. You can bring anything back to Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Or did uh, literally anything. Yeah, listen, right? mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, and finally... I can inform you that I have started watching Happy Valley and you are right. Sarah Lancashire is very good. <laughs> this is like with Kay's classic um, West Wing where she yeah. came, when Kay watched, we've mentioned this before, have we? Well, Kay watched Only the West Wing. Only a hundred times in the hundred episodes About 10 years after it went out. I mean, Get Out was a little bit of that because that was like, pretty much February so probably get out yeah. and, um, but certainly certainly Happy Valley is like two well, years I, late if I, I can't be the well, only good one good for you GFY. but you know what it, actually that was on Netflix Happy Valley was on Netflix oh, oh so you lied to us okay. so the, the original disclaimer <laughs> that you haven't watched anything on Netflix was an outright lie re- but I just remembered and I thought it was more important to tell tell the pogs out there people on the ground that actually Happy Valley if you like me hadn't watched it it's on the Netflix and Sarah Lancashire's very good good call Kay, what have you Hi been guys. Uh, up to? She's been reading something. It's probably got a merchant in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably has. Tell me that's not true. A merchant. If you call Trump a merchant, well, actually. Oh. So I've been reading Fire and Fury. Now, I'm not going to go on too much about it because obviously Boydo has obviously. discussed it because he chose to listen to it rather than read. Oh, um, lazy. No, but that's fine. It's every bit as good as Boyd said. And I know like Trump's thrown kind of shade on it and question the veracity of it but i just think it is so it's so obviously based in fact and if you like i are a bit obsessed with the whole administration and like every time every morning pretty much i wake up check twitter to see what the hell he said next then you're gonna love this book it is so fascinating steph you've got to read it or listen to it are you obsessed with the administration because for much of your life you've been kept compared to condoleezza rice <laughs> That is true. Pogs, I'm going to put up a picture of Kay (laughs) and Condoleezza Rice Mm. and then you can judge for yourselves how much she looks like her. And Malala. uh, She doesn't look like Malala. Do you know what, right? The whole Condoleezza Rice thing came about because one of our former editors, Mark Frith, brought it about as a comparison. And so much so that Nick, our postroom guy, heard it, thought it was really funny and called me Condoleezza Rice for the last, I don't know, 10 years, but now starts shortening it to Condi. So he'll be like, morning, Condi. What? You do know that's not my actual name, don't you? It is now. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I read that. Also, I took your suggestion of watching Up, Steph. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. It was very emotional, you're right. Did you cry? No, Harpstone. I really don't understand oh that God. at all. You didn't yeah. cry it up. I, I mean, like, no tears actually fell. My my eyes... Boyd and John both were like... Well yeah, up. but they're both babies. <gasps> yeah. Don't take that, John. Scaving. Don't take that. No, I, I, was, I mean, yeah. I was but more John emotional though. at Coco. Also, I've watched Kiri now... Are you up to date with it? I am saving that for the weekend, so don't tell me a single thing or I'll punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. Well, I've actually illegally galloped forward and I've actually watched the finale, Illig- which, I'm, which I'm not going to talk about at all. No. Um, the final is on the 31st of Jan. So can we, um, after the 31st of Jan, can yeah. we safely talk about the finale? Of course. On the pod? Or do you uh, think we need to leave after it after it's gone a, out on TV? I think yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah. I, I mean, no, we're not spoil it. We're not going to spoil. We can. Just... No, because I want to talk about the ending. Oh well, if you want to spoil it, you'll have to give the listeners a warning. That you're you'll have spoil to it. get written um, emails from <laughs> emails from everyone saying that it's okay. All the for you, every single one of them. There's millions of them. I can't re- email them. Well, all. that's what you have to do. Okay, for, well, it's so a don't very get that bold, thought-provoking it. ending. Okay. Um, and finally, portrait artist of the year. What? Yes. <laughs> Steph is so good. You've got to watch it. I know it. I've watched it, but it's not a new show. 
Oh, no, sorry. but it's a show I'm watching. Oh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. So, I'm so sorry. I thought the second one was the stuff we've been watching. Sorry, <laughs> Mrs. Happy only, Valley. Was it only new stuff? Because no, Get Out didn't seem that new. But I just mean like that's the kind of to me that's like saying, oh, I've been watching this morning. Happy Valley with, with Holly and Phil. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or like I've been watching. Right. Okay. Well, sorry. Can, I mean, could this be the segment when it? Steph's an asshole? I just don't yeah. know. <laughs> Out and out of swearing this week. <laughs> out and out that. abuse. Sorry, isn't it like the 13th series of Portrait Artist of the Year? No, and he started in 2004. Okay, I'm, like I'm sorry. So please hmm. accept my on-air apology. Okay. You've been watching Portrait no. Artist of the Year. Um, <laughs> no, so I watched it last week and it had... Um, so anyone who hasn't watched it, it's on Sky Arts Tuesdays at 8 o'clock. And basically a bunch of artists are divided up into three groups. And each group um, paints a famous person. And then the famous person gets to choose which portrait they want to take home. And then the judges decide which person will go through to the final. Who did they paint this week? So last week. Sorry, last week. Obviously, I can't predict. Um, they did <laughs> James Ward. I know. We get the information. Don't offend her. Um, <laughs> it's a wilder. It's a royal. It's a royal. the cage. <laughs> yeah. Is um, James Morrison, uh, Michaela Cole, Boyd's friend. Well, and, yes, I interviewed her this week. Yeah, and uh, David Tennant. Yeah. And David Tennant. Mm. Doctor Who. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> it's it's my official title second favourite yeah. art programme to oh. Watercolour Challenge, which I still hope will one day be brought back. Oh, Watercolour Challenge. Hannah Gordon. Gordon. What, about art, <laughs> what about Art Attack? Hannah Gordon. Oh, she's great. Oh, art yeah, Attack was fantastic. Or um, what was Tony Hart? New, yeah, Heartbeat. What was that called? No. Heartbeat. What was it called Heartbeat? Heartbeat? No, no. Heartbeat was the 50 no. set detective. Hold on. No, what was it called? Yeah, Heart Attack. What? No. <laughs> no. What was heart. it called with Tony? Heart to Heart. heart. Uh, what was it called? Boys doing a Google. Yeah, okay, anyway. So, yeah, Portrait Artist of the Year. Take is Heart. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Vision On. Take what? Heart. These no, were the wasn't. things. Vision On was the, it was the first thing. That was a children's show that he had his own slot on. But his own show was Take Heart. Oh, he did have Heartbeat as well. Oh, How about well, that? thank you. A second on-air apology, is that? First, what was the other thing I called No, second directed to Kay. Oh, right. <laughs> just in, so she can, she's counting them in total. <laughs> yeah, we're, okay. not, we're not you know individuals. What? Not only was Heartbeat the name of Tony Hart's thing, it went for 10 series. Oh See? Yeah. It was brilliant. Ten I loved it. That's a big moral victory from Kay. Though. I absolutely really loved is. it. And he wore that cravat and looked very fetching. Yeah, yeah. Mm. very oh, fetching. He did look yeah, fetching. he did. Mm. He had that blue smock. Mm. Anyway. Boydo, what have you been oh, watching? Oh, thanks, yeah. Um, well, I've been watching... Did you mention last week, uh, Steph, the um, David Letterman show? Or am I imagining No, that? I didn't, oh, yeah. but oh my God. Yeah, so yeah. my next guest needs an introduction yeah. with David Letterman. You, you talked about it, because you said that Did Obama I? was on it. No, 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 no. Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, also yeah. available on Netflix. Oh, Comedians okay, Cars sorry. Getting coffee. I might have said that it was about Ooh, to come on. Or... I that's think... a K apology. Okay, there's been an apology from every no, single person. No, actually, I don't want to say you guys are wrong, but I believe he did mention it because I said, oh, that's what inspired me to get Netflix. But anyway, listen, as you were. Carry on. Did I actually, like, had I actually watched it? What are we meant to do? Rewind it? No, you didn't oh, watch it. You hadn't. No. John, had I watched it? That. Do you remember? Don't think, doesn't John know. doesn't oh. listen so to this. He literally just uploads it. Well, anyway, it's there and it's brilliant. So I'm not going to get too much detail in case I went on about it last week. You didn't go on about it last okay. week. He's legendary David Thanks. Letterman. You haven't legendary gone on about David it. Legendary David Letterman. Back. One guest a month. It's a monthly show. So Netflix has gone from one extreme of like having 10 episodes in one go to having one show a month, which quality. is quite extraordinary. Quality. Totally. Quality. Not quantity. I love it. Um, but it's kind of admitting on their part that, you know, it's not the, the be all and end all isn't delivering everything in one go, isn't it? <laughs> She isn't. I think it's good that they're doing yeah. that, recognising that. Anyway, it's a fantastic. They get on so well. It's like they're, you know, they're kind of friends and 
the way Obama talks about um, taking his daughter to college is the best bit. Have you heard about this? That he, no. he, t- he took his daughter to college and he was so like trying not to deal with the, the emotion of it. Yeah. And so um, he tried to fix her lamp and he said that it took like 20 hours to fix his lamp because he was trying to focus on it and like not deal with the reality of the situation that she was going off to college. Yeah, it's, really, great man. it's really good. It's brilliant. And it is like you sit there watching it and you think, oh, my God, you know, we've gone from one of the greatest, <laughs> most dignified people in the history of the world to this idiot. So that's that. Yeah, my next guest in his own introduction uh, with David Letterman. And I also saw um, the film Ghost Stories this week, which isn't out yet. Okay. It's out um, soon in cinemas near you. Have you seen the, have either of you seen the stage play of Ghost Stories? No. no. So it was no. a stage play created by um, Andy Nyman and Jeremy Dyson. Jeremy Dyson of League of Gentlemen fame. Mm-hmm. Andy Nyman, actor, writer... Magic expert, great guy, great guy, all our great guy, <laughs> and they've done their and they've directed and written their, the film version, and it's really really good. It stars well Martin Freeman. <laughs> well done them. Well done them indeed. It stars it stars Andy Nyman himself, Martin Freeman, Paul Whitehouse, and it's a compendium. So the idea is that Andy Nyman's character is this skeptic. He doesn't believe in the supernatural or ghosts or anything, and his whole thing is he's got a TV series that you know explodes the myths of these people, investigates kind of mm. fake. Um, mediums and that kind of stuff and he is told by this mysterious old guy old Scottish guy that there are, he's got three ghost stories that he knows actually happened and, and so he goes off and, and kind of interviews these people who feel they've, they've had their own supernatural experiences with ghosts so you've got these three really scary individual stories with Martin mm-hmm. and Paul Whitehouse and Andy Nyman and then on top of that there's a kind of enveloping whole kind of device that keeps it all together which is also mm. scary as well so it's kind of multiply really really scary it's one of the most effective horror films I've seen for a long time how scary is it on a scale of Get Out being scary well Get Out gets really scary doesn't it I guess it get out, it's the old jolt doesn't it and then yeah. it, right, the, the climax spoiler alert is pretty yeah. scary I might watch this yeah but then but this has like Scares throughout, right? Oh. All the way throughout. Persistent scares. I was sitting next to this guy who I believe works at Mojo magazine, one of one of our oh, yeah. one of Bauer Media's yeah. just, uh, he was he literally Crying? left out of his seat so so <laughs> so violently they knocked me out of my seat as well. Oh my god. He, he, there was just, yelping. Did you shake him and say, get a hold of yourself now? I slapped him. I yeah, him quite slap. right too. Um it was it was really funny. There was yeah, a room full of you know seasoned film critics, and they were and they were people were yelping, jumping. What a bunch of losers. Oh, not yeah. for me. Yeah. I can't handle that. They were scared. So keep an eye out for uh, Ghost Stories when it comes out soon. Yeah. In cinemas. Excellent. Yeah, and I've contributed to my friend's horror podcast as well. Who's your friend, and what is the podcast? Called? Um, it's the podcast is Mike, and what's it called again? I always forget. Oh yeah, okay. Your Evolution good, of your horror. Good, your good friend Mike. Because ghosts, po- <laughs> ghosts are the theme of this whole series. So last year okay. it was slashes, and you've done yeah. that before, haven't you? Yeah, the slashes last year. It's called it, the yeah. Evolution of Horror. Yeah, that's very good. <laughs> what did you talk about? Which I I talked about this thing called Ghost Watch, which was an incredible um, one-off. <laughs> Thing that was on BBC years ago in the nineties. Oh my Remember god, it? Ghostwatch! Yeah. That was amazing with Sarah. What's her face? Yeah, Green. Sarah Green. Oh yeah. my! Do you, do you know what? I still believe that that Sarah true. Green. What Sarah off? Yeah. No, well, honestly, no, I do. So don't say it wasn't because I still believe it to be true. True. <laughs> I mean, it was a drama written. No. By <laughs> and directed. By Stop it. A- D- no. That's a part of my childhood that I would like to remain okay, intact. Well, Thank you. Don't listen to my podcast. No, I won't. I won't. You just put me off. Sarah Green from Breakfast TV. Yes. Yeah. And Mike Do Smith. Do you not remember husband. that? It yeah. was a huge phenomenon. It was huge. They're both in it. Michael Parkinson hosted it. It's incredible. They all play themselves and they are all brilliant. It is an yeah, absolutely amazing documentary of something that's very scary <laughs> that happened one night. Yeah. It's and fa- we'll it's say no more about it. Look it up. You can get it on DVD and um, stuff. VHS. <laughs> More importantly, it's time oh, for some reviews news. Oh, is it okay? Yeah. 
All right, Kate, if you insist. Boyd. So, Boyd, I, I, you're not going to be happy about this one because I believe... <clears throat> wait. Go on. I believe I could. Go on. Me. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So, I'm happy to announce we've now got <laughs> 63 reviews. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, um... <laughs> This Boyd, Boyd is rocking back and forth <laughs> in his chair. <laughs> like he's in an asylum. It's fine. It'll be all right, Boyd. Okay. So I just wanted to mention one person particularly, Sally Macon, oh, who Sally. gave us five stars. And she said, you know, it's, we're very, the whole podcast is very funny and entertaining. And she's found some TV gems by listening to us. Now, Boyd, she said she's loved listening to you on the radio for years. Yes. So I was excited to find out about this. And now she's a fan of me and Steph. We're stealing your fans. <laughs> Good. And, st and listen to this shout out for Steph. <laughs> Look at her, she's so <laughs> excited. I c almost can't bear to read out. No. Have by any chance you heard this already? I she have. might have done. Okay. I have. P.S. I'm with Steph. Absolutely hate dystopias. Far too stressful and miserable. Mm -hmm. You're going to love this week's <laughs> I know. Week's Sally. Show. Hey, Sal, you're going to love it. Sally, yeah. we are kindred spirits. I've told you, I'm going to start the viewers against dystopia or VAD. And Bad. me and Sally are founder members. <laughs> So, so thank you, Sally, for um, reviewing us. It's very kind of you. Now, I had a proposal, Boyd, which I haven't told you about. So, you know, on this continual drive to get more reviews. Um, Your obsession, yeah. I mean, it, it is actually, yeah. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I've got RSI from refreshing you, the screen so much. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we should aim for 100 reviews, <laughs> right? Obsessed. <laughs> really obsessed. Boyd, we yeah. can do it. Now, You've got the choice of either us trying to do that by the end of the year or, as Steph suggested, by our one-year anniversary, which is in April. Which of those would you like? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> and I think if we don't hit hit the target, we've got to have something we really... Yeah, oh, oh, that's okay. it. We'd stop doing the pod. No! Yeah, no, if we don't get what that by Sally? April... What about Sally? What about Sally? will find her own entertainment. What about Cedarmaster? No, what about all of our what about All right, our well, people? something else. Something else will bad will happen. If you want to bow out after. That's all right, I'll resign. No, no, I'm joking. Right. No, no, we'll get 100 and no, I'll go. No, no, no. For, by the end of the that's year or by April? Neither. I'm not sticking with that. We're not going to give up the podcast. We haven't got enough reviews. No, no, no. Just, no, we're not going to do it. But what would you say? Like, should we challenge ourselves to get them by April or get them by the yes, end of the year? Just challenge the world. Yeah. <laughs> But we, give me a date. April. Just April. Say April. Woo. Oh, Ooh. God. The pressure is on. John says it seems <laughs> unlikely. But <laughs> yeah, he knows his words were, guys, I think that's a bit ambitious. So yeah. I'm here to prove John wrong. If you, want, if you too want to prove John wrong, please yeah. duplicate your reviews. Our number one just... hater, <laughs> podcast producer, John. Boy, I'm ready. Oh, right. oh, is that it? Is that the I only I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some meat. Yeah. Is that the that's the only review you're reading out? Well, I've chosen to read only new yeah. one. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's only one. Last week oh. we're on 62. We're 63. You did oh. the maths. Okay. That was the one. That April date is going to have to be revised. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Pogs, can, just a quick one before we go into the meet. Spread the word. If you like <laughs> listening to us, even if you don't, just tell all your friends to listen to us. You could just have and it on really low in the background. You don't actually have to listen to us. Just what let we it say. play. That's it's one free. more listen. It's free. It's free. Yeah, I mean, it's free. Know. It's free. Get in touch with us at Boyd Hilton, at mm. Steph Sealand, at mm. Kay Ribeiro. And more importantly than that, just bloody review us on iTunes. Thanks. <laughs> okay. The meat. <laughs> Moving on to the meat. Boyd's like done. It's just, yeah. it's over for him. Apologies to vegans, but it's time to move on. <laughs> for some spam. Altered carbon is the new Netflix series that, rumour has it, is even more expensive, or as expensive as The Crown, which was previously the most expensive show. Um, and even the star, Joel Kinnaman, out of Suicide Squad and House of Cards, mm -hmm. 
He played the other presidential candidate in House of Cards, the one that hasn't been, he's the actor who hasn't been disgraced yeah, in House of Cards. Yeah, he is. Unlike Kevin Spacey. Um, he said, okay. and I quote, there's really going to be able to, they're really going to be able to create a world that's got a bigger budget than the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, which is a very specific thing to say, isn't it, it when is. you're an actor and a thing. I, it's even bigger than Game of Thrones. You're, ho- you're throwing down the gauntlet yeah. of bigness. Yeah. You're saying this is a big epic thing. It's oh, 10 Joel. episodes. It arrives all in one go in Netflix style. It's adapted from a 2002 novel of the same name by Richard K. Morgan. It's set 300 years into the future, Steph, and it is, isn't it, a dystopian one? It, Sally, <laughs> Sally, Sal, let's, look, let's just put our head in our hands and say this is utter nonsense and terrible. Oh, I was going to have to explain the plot. I just wanted you to Hold confirm it was dystopian. She isn't finished. Hold on. FFS. As all dystopian things are. Okay. Boy, please continue. Let me. I, I, I'm, I'm volunteering to explain the story. I have yeah. a feeling that neither of you really want to go. I was going to point complex, blank. Refuse to do that. The complex setup. So the complex setup mm. is 300 years into the future. The big thing that's happened in this world is that human consciousness can be stored digitally in implants called stacks, so that people can upgrade their bodies, which are then known as sleeves. So really rich people, if they basically if they if they killed. They can just, their consciousness can be preserved so that they'll move on to just a new body. They'll look different, but their soul and all their memories and everything that makes them who they are still remains, albeit now looking in this different body. So the idea is effectively rich people can live forever, albeit in a series of different bodies, if they, whenever they die. Sounds like that could definitely happen. <laughs> That's the concept. And the show focuses particularly, it's also a murder mystery, so it focuses on an ex-elite soldier named Takeshi Kovacs, who was once a killer for hire, then he rebelled against the kind of the dystopian people who are running the world, was imprisoned. 500 years later, he's woken up, given a new sleeve slash body that looks, it's Joel Kinnaman's body, ripped Joel Kinnaman, who I have to say is naked throughout and with an extraordinary like eight-pack buff. Um, Gratuitous that's bum undeniable, shot, isn't it? Mm. Who I think he's also an exec producer, that's interesting. Um, he is given this new body and he has been woken up because very rich dude, Lawrence Bancroft, played by, played by James Purefoy, wants him to solve his own murder. He has been murdered by someone. Because he's so rich, he's moved on to another body. Sleeve. Sleeve. But he needs to know who the hell, which one of his wealthy friends, or maybe even his wife, who's, who's very uh, acting very suspiciously, I feel, wanted him dead. That, and then it will, across these ten episodes... We'll get to see Joel Kinnaman's character investigating this murder, meeting all these different unsavoury characters and trying to work out who killed this rich guy and forcing him to go on to his next body slash sleeve. And at the same time, you're immersed in this world of uh, the future, 300 years in the future. You've already laid down what you think of it, Steph. What did you call it? Terrible, terrible, abominable. awful. Why didn't you like it? What you didn't weren't even interested. You weren't interested in the concept. You weren't interested in the characters Boyd. in the world. What what's your Boyd, problem? I will give. I'll give anything a go. Even when you throw me something that you know I'm going to hate, and I thought I really want to try and like something dystopian. Okay, but it just confirmed everything I believe about dystopian things that they are shit. <laughs> It is so awful. Right. Okay. The lead, okay. He is... Right. He's good, very good looking, okay. But he... Not really? even... Hold on. Not even he is good looking enough for this terrible script. It's terrible. There's there's too much going on. Mm. Um, 
the the violence you don't you're not really sure why people are coming into his house and sh- and like shooting at him there's too many kind of layers to the story he's completely uninteresting character um he, the the supporting cast around him are also terrible it's a total and i know that you will think this blade runner rip off it's just it's it's just like everyone's it, gone let's just throw everything at this and just see what happens it does it's awful <laughs> it is just so bad it's i think this is going to be netflix's biggest flop it's terrible big words big netflix words netflix should ask for a refund big words it is awful um it, as for the blade yeah the, the one of the main issues with it is it does look and feel a lot like blade runner so it's set in this is a lot of like there are I mean, there are shots of this big cityscape in the rain a la Blade Runner with flying cars, a la yeah. um, Deckard in Blade Runner's famous flying car, rising up up above the cityscape and flying off into the misty distance. I mean, li- li- shots that pretty much could come straight from Blade Runner. Even then it gets down to the nitty gritty on the street, if you like, um, where he meets the people on the ground oh, in God. 300 years yeah. into the future. And there you get these shots of, for example, like in the like, red light area, in the dodgy area, and there are women thrusting their naked breasts in the mm. general direction yeah. of, which again looks very incredibly similar to Blade Runner, the original, and even more so Blade Runner 2049. Now, I, I think this must have been filmed probably at the same time as Blade Runner 2049, so we can't complain about that. But it does unfortunately suffer from the fact that it even has t- big ads, doesn't it? It has those big it's ads, just, kind of speaking yeah, ads. speaking out. So yeah. much, which, of course, Blade, the original Blade yeah. Runner did brilliantly and kind of did predict, because that is happening now. In fact, if you go on the tube, you can have, there's a big Yeah, people are speaking poster. to you. It's really weird. Yeah, that has completely happened. So it really does. And I was so fascinated by the fact that it felt so much like Blade Runner. And I was like, this can't be, this is almost weird that they didn't go, that at some point someone didn't go, hold on a minute. This what is does so this much. remind you of? So I thought, all right. So I went back to look at, to look on the internet about the original novel and I read a review of the original novel when it came out in 2002 mm. that said it was a lot like Blade Runner and I thought uh, isn't that weird so people accuse the original novel of being derivative of Blade Runner right? so in a way maybe they've kind of stuck to the original novel in terms of adapting it and it is a lot like Blade but Runner but hold on because we what we know about you is you are a huge oh, I love Blade, Blade Runner, Runner. Yeah. fan so obviously you must have loved this then no, because if something's derivative of one of your favourite things, you don't, it doesn't mean so you, you like the it. derivative thing. I didn't hate it, right? I, I had issues with it. Um, the obvious Blade Runner derivation issue was was almost was extraordinary to me how much they did, did. They could have avoided, you know, maybe the original novel has a lot of things in common with Blade Runner. They hence, surely, in the visual version of it, you know, when you're making the TV version, surely the production design should have come together. They would have sat together and gone, right, let's try and avoid it looking exactly like Blade Runner. Why? They have because haven't that. they seen how successful Blade Runner is and thought, we'll have a slice of that pie? Oh, but honestly, it's like, no. It just feels like, why watch a thing that's, you know, not quite as extraordinary and visually stunning as the thing you're kind of mimicking, aping, it seems pointless. So I don't think, I don't feel it's, a, are you, so you're, you're saying it, it could be, you know, deliberate, almost a deliberate kind of tribute, but it doesn't feel like the way to me. It just feels to me like more of a ripoff than a tribute. So there's that issue. Um, I have to say the first, so I've watched a few episodes. Okay. Now. So you've both watched, I think just watched the I first. I just watched one. Oh, it's all I mean, my I, eyes and it ears could take. So what I would say is, episode. I think the first episode is very badly put together. I think it is a mess. Because it's trying to, it's got to establish this world. It's got to establish this idea of the sleeves Mm. and the soul, the stacks. It's got to establish when it's set. It's got to show you his character, what he used to be like. So these quite confusing flashbacks to the Mm. original version of the the Kovacs character, now played by Joel Kinnaman, Mm. then played by another actor, Leonardo Nam, in fact, is his name. Um, It's got to introduce you to the mystery 
mm. a bit. So it's very dense, isn't it? It's very, and I think there's stuff in it that feels it didn't, they didn't need to have certain scenes. Like when he goes back to this hotel motel where he's staying, oh, which is like this awful. I thought it was all a bit, yeah, it was all. And a you bit. don't know what. And then there's, there's there's a guy who comes to that hotel. There's to to, to so violent. Yeah, and you're it's like, why is that much. happening? Yeah, you don't know anything yeah. about this guy. It's yeah. just it's oh, a lot to deal it with. It doesn't and, establish at all no. who he is. I, so I feel I feel the first episode should have been completely streamlined. By some someone, yeah, someone I should totally have come in agree. at some point and go. Look, this is too much. I still don't think it would have made it. Good, and I wonder though. whether almost because of the Netflix thing, where they know that all ten episodes are arrived, they think, oh, well, viewers are going to watch it, binge watch it, so we don't. They I can think, clarify everything. I feel in this day and age, you your can't, first you can't hour, rely on people doing that. No, though. no, I agree, but I think I think I, that's my explanation of why they felt it was okay to have this very dense and confusing first episode. I think. They need to think more about the fact in this day and age, if you're watching the first hour of a thing and by the end of it you don't feel I've got to carry on watching yeah, it. Yeah, don't invest. You don't invest. So I carried mm. on watching it because I thought I have to. And it does get better. So episode two is much more streamlined. And it's all about him. He's now investigating this murder and he's, he's going to various people and literally asking them what they know. And it feels much more, A, conventional, really, as, as, a, as a murder mystery, albeit set in the future. And you're not worrying so much about the kind of confusing premise. He's, and there's a, and he's walking around naked half the time, which I think is so funny because he mm-hmm. clearly thinks this is a big bonus yeah. of the thing that I'm going to yeah. show my butt and my eight pack. Mm. Uh, James Purefoy walks in completely naked at one point. You're like, oh my god, knob oh and everything. You're like, oh, no, well done, James. Knob. Yeah, and he's Netflix you know, knob. Oh. Netflix Purefoy knob. Can we stop saying Goodness. knob? But Purefoy is like a, you know, really? he's, he's a. Oh, know. worse. That's worse. I'd rather say. Oh, admirable Just, effort. And there's lots of dip. female nudity. There's an extraordinary amount of full frontal female nudity really? in episode two. I have to say. And you think, well, at least it's it's equal opportunities nudity now because you've got James Purefoy frontal as well. So that was almost like. They, they've clearly decided we're going to make this as adult and as as daring nudity wise and swearing wise and violence wise as possible. So that's like blood but, almost in the Game of Thronesy way. Do you know what this is our really violent thing. Yeah, but isn't that also because the whole thing is like they're just sleeves and the, the it, they're yeah. incidental. Oh, yeah. The bodies are incidental. It makes sense. Yeah, it, it, you're right, and it is actually logically it's it does work within the confines of this premise. Yeah, to have this rampant nudity. You're absolutely right. So you can't. Mm. It doesn't seem as gratuitous as you might think, but it does come across as as I think quite gratuitous. But I have to say, by the end of episode, and I even got into episode three. It does get better. So I'm actually, I have to admit, I'm quite enjoying it now, even though, <gasps> but so, yeah, I know, you're both horrified. Oh, it's so rubbish. And UK well. haven't had a chance to say right, anything. Kay. So that's why I think. Let rip. What do you think? Maybe she loves I it. I absolutely <laughs> love this. No, <laughs> no, not really. Um, I just didn't care about the central characters, which is problematic, Yeah. right? And then also, I just felt like the storyline was so complex and bewildering that that kind of took away from my enjoyment. Plus, by the time I had got to grips with the whole, you know, I was going to say bollocky, the whole bloody, the whole bollocky, <laughs> the whole bloody sleeve and stack business, and the whole oh. concept that if you smashed up the stack, then um, you know the whole the person would be dead. And I was like, okay, right, you know what? I finally got to grips with this. And then this person said, I quote. Have you ever heard of a full spectrum DHF remote storage backup? <laughs> right? And that made all the rules that I just Great heard line. obsolete. Great and I line. thought, fuck this. I was like, <laughs> no, I thought I'm out. I'm out. If I've just understood all the rules of this complex, you know, yeah. thing. And then, some come, someone and then someone goes, actually, but this is the get out clause. And then everything you've just understood is coming. I was like, oh, do you know what? No. Not yeah, from one. Yeah, fair enough. It's funny because um, he's all, to talk about the characters. I do think it's a problem. Like he's even the characters feel Blade Runnery. So I'm, and I'm going on about it. But you know, Deckard in Blade Runner, the big question about him over the years has been: Is he a replicant or is he a human? And, and so Harrison's full performance 
works because it's slightly stilted and, sl- and, and, and on my cold. It's like a chilly performance, you know. And in this, Joel Kinnaman's doing a bit of a similar thing. And you think, well, that's fine, but it just feels like a not as good as Harrison Ford character, not as interesting a character. And there's this woman, there's this kind of femme fatale woman, the wife yeah. of the rich guy, who's also a bit Blade Runner in her performance. Oh, I like, just why thought is she, she doing I that? See, I've never seen Blade Runner, and I just thought she was very stilted. Yeah, but it's, everyone's kind of being, acting in a very... Heightened Exaggerated way. way. James yeah. Purifoy also, mm-hmm. like apart from Beggang is not bad, he's also everyone's kind of <sighs> being very, very heightened. I'm being very heightened, I'm being very sci-fi. It's all a bit much. It's all a bit Boyd. try hard. They've all issue. let themselves down. Especially Joel Kinnaman, because I love him in House of Cards. He's great in House of Cards, yeah. He's really let himself down. Yeah. I so but so all Put I would say is on. I hear what both of you are saying, like and I don't disagree, but actually I probably will carry on watching it now. No, you won't. Oh, How many more have you watched of Blood Drive? Because you said you'd carried on watching that one we both hated it, and I don't believe you've watched any more of that. No, I didn't watch it. Right, okay. That's different. But Blood, Blood Drive was a was a romp, was a ludicrous romp. This is, you know, it's a, it's a it's a huge, big, epic thing. So I feel like if I'm invested this much, I might as well carry on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying I'm going to leap to watch it all in one go. I'm just saying I probably will eventually catch up with it. I don't know about that. I think Steph and I both judge you over. But the in the Netflix world, it's definitely not. It's not going to be a Stranger Things. Do you know what? It's not going to be an OA. Deserve, it's not going to be a cultural phenomenon. Doesn't deserve to be on Netflix. <laughs> that is bold. There are, there are, it doesn't. But think of the Get Down, for example, which was a, that was a massively expensive series. You know that one. Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will Smith's son, Romeo and Juliet yeah, yeah, director, yeah, yeah. and Will Smith's son, and was kind of that was a Baz lavish Luhrmann. thing. Baz Luhrmann, thank yeah. you. And that was was kind of I think. No one really watched that and they didn't recommission it for a second series. So they do have their moments where, you know, apart from the obvious huge hits, um, they do have their moments where I not everything works. I think it's good works. that they are innovative and try new things. Oh, yeah, yeah they're commissioning like 50... And when I say try new things, derivative things. Right. <laughs> I don't want them to use my seven ninety nine a month for this kind of thing. I just Steph, as if you're paying there. for the service that you're streaming. Well, I just hope that Mr. Netflix is listening. <laughs> Dear Mr. Netflix, please stop now I with this show. wonder how many stars you're going to give it, Steph. One star, Ooh. and that one star is just for the Netflix platform, which I love. <laughs> the, logo. the logo. The logo. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. So that was a good uh, oh, estimation of the tone of yeah, the Netflix. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I was going two point five. Oh, okay. oh you're yeah, being two and a half. So that's, generous. That's more, yeah. But I think that's taking into account the the kind of lavish nature of it. The waste of the money. Production, the, the waste of money. Values. That's purely yeah. for that. Yeah. Okay. Not yeah. for that line that I quoted. No. Okay. Oh I'm going to give it three and a half, yeah. I'm, uh, it's rubbish. I'm going to carry on. Unabashed. Good for you. That is Altered Carbon. Uh, just like for yourselves, as I often say. Arriving in And full. let us know. If you agree with know. Boyd, we might do a poll. I mean, that's never going to happen. So either tweet <laughs> and agree with Boyd or tweet the right people, Stephanie. T- tweet. And let us yeah. know. Tweet. You what are you it. saying? VAD. So Viewers <laughs> against dystopia. <laughs> Really, you're really hoping Hashtag this, VAD. You're really hoping this becomes a thing. Aren't it, it is going to become yeah. a thing. Me and um, Sally. Sounds like an STI. No, it does. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Uh, Autogarbon is on Netflix, as I was trying to say, next Friday, the 2nd of February, in full. So in find something episodes. else to do because you won't want to stay oh and watch God. that. They will decide for themselves. <laughs> no, try it. Same <laughs> day, nine o'clock on BBC One, Requiem starts. Um, and it also will arrive in full by the end of that hour, all six episodes. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a binge. I may turn to Kay Ribeiro. We both went to the screening of this, didn't we? Yes, we on did. On a rainy Monday morning on the we south did. bank of London's fashionable Thanks Thames. Thanks for the ingot fight, guys. No, Thanks. Steph. Thanks. 
Basically, I went because um, our good friend, Rich Kane, lovely PR, invited me and Boyd. And also, I'm not going to lie, I thought I was going to be in line for a nice coffee and a croissant. Now, those two things didn't happen. However, and also, I didn't realise that this was a horror. You know, my worst. Yeah. So that was two two great surprises for me. Oh, I didn't get my croissant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'm being a dick. But um, I had the same experience recently with Shoska. <laughs> I know, you moaned to me <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Exiles. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks, Channel 5. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> coffee. Just the water. I mean, anything. Anyway. Dangerous, Boyd, dangerously dehydrated. <laughs> dangerously dehydrated during the Exiles screening. Um, yeah, so, Craig, what is Requiem all about? <laughs> okay, so... It opens with um, a man who's like, he's going through some kind of, I'm just going to read your preview, boys. It's, oh, very, thanks, yeah. it's very well written and I oh, liked okay. well, it. Thank you. I won't have read it, boys, no. just so you know. No, no, well. it didn't, uh, you won't ever read it. I liked it because it didn't get, give away any spoilers and I think it's important for this one. because okay. Right, so a man is basically going through some kind of intense trauma as he's strolling through his massive mansion. And we don't know quite what's going on, but he ends up on his roof and in front of his gardener, he jumps off. Right. This happens in the first five minutes so it's not a spoiler it's Boyd's use Boyd's favourite phrase go on Boyd premise not spoiler yeah (laughs) and then we cut to uh, seemingly like unconnected um, young cellist called Matilda Craig Gray, played by Lydia Wilson. And she's just about to do this solo performance with her best friend, Hal, who's played by Joel Fry from Plebs. And suddenly a massive personal tragedy tragedy occurs. Um, and you're kind of like feeling really sorry for you, don't know what's going on. And then in the same breath, she suddenly discovers um, some documents that allude to a disappearance of a young girl uh, 20 years earlier. And she wants to kind of like go on this hunt to this Welsh village and find out exactly what happened because she feels like she is somehow connected to it. Um, and we meet all the locals who live there who are very like hostile towards her, um, except for one guy, this young Australian played by James uh, Freshville, and who's inherited the mansion from the old man that we see at the beginning. And that's where it picks that up. That was an excellent non-spoiler description. Thanks. I mean, thank Boyd, really. I mean, oh, I was, I, written, I was written with his words. Boyd, Boyd Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. She'll never read. No, you don't need to read it. Don't need to. No. Um, she doesn't read. So, you were the only one who wasn't there at Monday morning. No, in the I wasn't unrefreshed. I was here room. eating a croissant. Yeah. Oh. Do you agree with me? So my feeling about this is, I I am excited because I'm a big horror fan. I feel this is horror. This is a this horror TV is, drama. This is a thrilling horror TV drama, and it is absolutely amazing. Oh. So amazing, right? That I. I became so obsessed with it. I've watched the first three, so there's oh, six. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's six, and what I'm going to do tonight is go home and watch the next three because I have to know what happens. It's so compelling. Right. You know how I always talk about how, like, when I say, oh, these, there's these characters that are flawed, but I don't care about them because they're not very nice people, like I did mm. with Hard Sun, that apparently people liked, but I thought was terrible. Anyway, um, th- Matilda's character, she's like this very flawed woman, but she's got heart. And so she's like kind of unlikable in one sense, but still I really care about what happens to her. And so I, without giving too much away, after you watch the first one, after every episode, they kind of reveal something else and you become so desperate to know. But I absolutely love the the horror aspect to it. So there's mysterious music being played and there's a few mysterious things that happen that are actually real classic horror yeah, yeah. devices, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, the noises behind yeah. doors, oh. locked doors. Yeah, and yeah, do- locked doors you can't get into, not even locksmiths can get into. It. It's, and just like little trinkets that they find and things like that. And it's just, um, I just thought it was absolutely breathtakingly brilliantly filmed I loved it um, I love all 
the characters. I think directed it's absolutely, by Mahalia Bello. I think it's genius to have the guy mm. from Plebs in it because he brings Joel some Bryan. very much needed light relief. Kay, yes. I feel are you going to agree <laughs> no, with me? No, he brings much needed yeah. levity because otherwise and the chemistry between the two. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I absolutely loved it, and I think the Pogs are going to really, really love this. Can I tell you something? Um, hello. So obviously, I walked into the screening mm. not having read anything about it and not have had a croissant. And I sat down with Boyd and uh, suddenly I was like looking through the, brochure, the um, press release and it's like oh, horror and I was like, oh my God. So then I was entrapped, right, in this darkened screening room mm. next to Boyd. But not only that, we had um, Joel in front of us Mm. And we had um, Brendan Coyle behind. So mm. then I was in this situation where it was so scary and I was so jumpy that to put like my scarf up in front of me and try and <laughs> act really like, oh yeah, my. chilled out about it, even though I was. Did you, did you just see the first one at that one? Mm. Oh. <laughs> well, you're right. We're here now, so you see my cat. <laughs> She's recovered. Yeah. No, it was it was properly scary though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, but it's a testament to this that I still want to watch all the rest of them mm. because it's brilliant. I think oh, she's I great because. She's got this kind of like androgynous look yeah, and like otherworldly really, quality to her. She's really fascinating. You should like you. I don't know what it is about her face. I totally agree. There's something special about her. She's got a great hipster look, and she's yeah, got yeah, kind blood of that fringe. Very. Uh, what's that hair color called? Like white blonde, almost. Is it? Ombre. Is it is? Gray. Gray. Is it? Yeah. Gray? It's like gray. It's, it's like very a gray blonde. It's like gray blonde thing. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I, yeah, I is that right. a special hair color name? Oh, I don't know. It's I, like hipster blonde. Hipster. Fuck, thank yeah. you. Hipster blonde. Yeah. And a great teal coat. Yeah. yeah. Good use of teal. She's very got, got a ghostly appearance. Something ghostly mm. about her, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, it is very scary. I'm just pogs. Be warned. It's a bit. It's scary. Makes you jump. It's yeah. violent, but it's worth sticking. We, it is, we don't want to give any spoilers away, so it's hard to go into specific yeah. things that happen because I think the less you know about the story, the yeah. more better I agree. It is I agree. All the way through, because you're seeing it through her eyes. It's yeah. her as she discovers stuff. As she tries to find out about what is her connection to this girl who disappeared, what's going on, what is all this happening with this family, these villages, and she, tries to, she meets the boy, the boy actor. He was in front of us as well in the in the screening. Um, he's very good. Um, it's it, you're going along the journey with her, yeah. aren't you? And I think that's why, because even though she is a bit, she can be a bit difficult. I mean, her, she has just suffered, suffered a huge trauma. Yeah, but I she I is. Think she's that. Is she well, difficult? there's one in episode two. You haven't watched oh, episode, I haven't two seen yet. episode two. She's a bit horrible, isn't she? Too. She's um, a bit mean. She's had a, lot go- she's had a lot going on. But there's this great. I, one of the other things I loved about it is not only Joel Fry is absolutely fantastic and he is brilliant he's lovable because yeah. he is very um, wry and funny all the way so through. Funny. But he's clearly obsessed with her. Oh, so they oh, have yeah, this. They're best friends, but he's clearly he wants more than that from oh. her. And, there, and there's these just subtle little moments where he's like looking at her. Yeah, and she's not interested in him no. at all. And there's a moment in episode two where he's like being really nice and sweet to yeah. and supportive, oh, and she's like, it. yeah, and she's like, no f off. And it's like, oh, you absolute. I know. But she's gone through a lot. Oh, I'm, she's that's gone probably a lot, the last yeah. thing on her mind. But I think it's totally real. I think it's totally yeah. real. So they don't soft soap her character. She's not like being nicey-nicey at any point. Mm. And there's another thing that happens in episode two, which is interesting, isn't there? Yeah. We won't say any more about it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's gritty and it's real. But the, the character who plays she the is. mother... No, not yeah. the second episode. Oh, yeah. She is. It's not gritty. She's, oh, yeah, she's gritty. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, the whole show is incredibly kind of... Uh, is beautifully filmed, I think, and Who's and the woman who plays the mother? I can't remember her name. What is that ac- actress's name? The, wa- the woman who plays the Claire mother... Rushbrook. The mother of the child yes, that we're missing. Claire Rushbrook. Amazing Fantastic. Yeah, she's always her. brilliant. She's, you yeah, you she recognise her. She's been loads of great stuff. Yeah. In fact, she's in something else at the moment. I can't remember what that is. But she's great. Yeah. <laughs> she's really good. She's great in that as well. Yeah, she really is. And Joanna Scanlon's in it. Yeah. As the mum. Brendan Coyle from um, Downton is in it. 
He's got a great Bates. cast. He played Bates. Bates, of course. Master Bates. It is really good. I think it's. I think it is. And I, I'm really excited that there's a horror. Now it could go either way because I don't know. I've watched all of it. Neither none of us have. No, but it I'm going to finish be, it tonight. It could be a ghost story. It's kind of the way it's being set up mm. at the moment. It's it's, it's a ghost story. And there's mm. a super, there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. But actually, but actually, it could in the end somehow solve all that. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It might not be. It might all be in the oh. people's minds. You know, you don't know. But this, I hope though. I don't want I, it to be in the minds. No, know. I want in the end it to be a ghost story. But That's you know, you said, you know, you said at the beginning you didn't know why uh, the BBC were dropping this all at once. I, for me, I am so desperate to see what yeah, happens that sure. I think people will watch the first one and become so gripped that they will be like, right, I've got then to find out what happens. Have the patience to wait. They won't. They won't do that. Kate. Oh yeah, no, I can see why. I, I didn't for mean something that like this. I know it makes sense. Narrat- it makes sense in that point of view mm. to give the, 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 the viewers what they want. I'm saying I feel like strategically yeah. I'm talking point about. Point of difference. I feel, yeah, exactly. I feel like for me, for, the, for, for channels like BBC and ITV and Channel 4 to go down this route of dropping stuff in a binge watch as, as a new series arrives, is, is oh, I don't get the, the strategy of it because it's cannibalising like their, own, their own ratings, their own view. So, you know, if you can watch it all in one go, right, you might do that. But they're still showing it once a week for six weeks. So it's like either, you know, for me, it's like doing both is odd. And I know Sky's doing it as well. And Sky, it's slightly more, it makes more sense for Sky because it's not, you know, it's a commercial channel and they don't care. They don't, you know, they don't care about overnight ratings, for example, but the BBC still does. So it's more like that's why I'm saying I don't understand why. I don't think they have to cater for people like you because you've got Netflix for that but I but I want that's what I'm saying so in order for me to still watch stuff on the BBC they need to have that function because oh, otherwise I won't do it oh, so it's a threat it's like for the kids and you yeah I am Yeah. for the youngsters who won't watch yeah, live who, who as demand, you call it who won't watch live television linear TV yeah. you have to have it all, oh that's you interesting have to have that maybe option. you're right maybe, maybe that's what, yeah, that is why they're doing no, it no they yeah. should start, no I think <laughs> they should stick by their guns I'm sure you're right I'm sure they feel they have to keep up with the Netflixes and the Amazon Primes and have, but I'm not sure if young well, people like no, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. the older audience watches BBC. That's exactly. But they're all going to die, and then who's going to be oh, watching the BBC? God. But that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. That's exactly my point. It's yeah, like when enough. all those people die off, you've got to get these young people who are used to watching TV in a different way back no, to BB- no, no. watching BBC. BBC will things. always have Strictly and stuff like that. It's fine. But they can't just run, run Strictly forever. Yeah, they they can. Can. one show. Well, I'd love if they could. All right. Okay. Anyway, Requiem, whether you watch it in one six-hour binge or if you watch it on a weekly serial basis on Friday nights on BBC Two, it starts next Friday, the 2nd of February, 9 o'clock. And how many stars, K, are you giving it? Oh, um... Yeah, star rating, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Don't try and duck out of it now. I'm gonna Did you say, oh, that's a good one? I mean, we do it after every review. <laughs> I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Um, I think I'm going to give it five. I'm thinking of giving it five. It's yeah. five star. Finally... This is a show that will not be binge watched because it's going to be every week on BBC One for about six this weeks. This is a show that will not be watched. <laughs> oh, God. Stop spoilering everyone. Come on, let's build up the dramatic okay, tension. Yeah, Spoiler step. Sorry. All Together Now, hosted by comedian Rob Beckett. It's a six-part entertainment series for anyone who believes their voice could win them at 50,000 English pounds. Um, do you want to explain the format or do you yep. hate it so much that you don't no, think I hate do it, that fairly? No, I hate it, so I'll just go th- run through it really quickly. What's the 100? Explain that bit. Okay, so the 100 is made up of uh, singers, people from the West End, singers, performers, um, 100 people like a, a, there's a guy on there who's like a Brit school teacher, vocal coaches, all people in the entertainment industry, but they love singing and they sing professionally. And then there's also Jerry Halliwell. I'm just going to say Horner. now, Jerry. Yeah, sorry, Jerry Horner. Horner, nay. Okay, all these people sit on a huge wall, 
as a panel of 100 people called the 100. And behind them, there is a light. So they're kind of on a backdrop of a light. Poor, some poor, not unsuspecting because they've said they're going to be on the show, <laughs> singer. Auditioner. Auditioner. Auditionee. Comes out and sings in front of these people. And after... Uh, I think it's, is it 20 seconds, 20, 30 seconds or so? Um, Something like that. 10, If 20? the one, the group of the 100 people like what they hear, they stand up and then their light behind them like will change colour and it means that they're kind of voting with their feet and also they're voting with their voice because they start joining in, hence it being called All Together Now. <laughs> right, so... It's a very thorough explanation. Okay. That's good, yeah. I'm just going to... Say now. No, but there's another element. Yeah. yeah. So then what happens is they'll get a score. So say someone will get like 25 people stand up. Then they go and stand on a little podium. And then throughout the course of the show, other people come on and sing. And if they knock them off, if they get a higher score. And at the end, the person who's got the most votes goes through to the grand finale. And then the other two people have to battle it out for in a sing-off. Yeah, for sing-off, yeah. Sing a, new, a different song each. And then yeah. they have to see how many of the hundred people stand, stand up, up and join them. in. Yeah. But the key device, isn't it? The gimmick of the whole show, if you like. So what if it's like there's a constant... If you see you know, modern television is one constant mm -hmm. talent show after another, which it kind of is, it certainly is. on Saturday yeah. nights, Saturday and Sunday nights, then the twist of this, the, the big thing is they've got this panel of 100, as you say, and it's that's how they measure how they're going to do with the number of, of the 100 who join. Yeah, the of these... Just to slightly reiterate what you're saying. Yeah, but that is voice. the key gimmick. Yeah. Slash format. Format. Okay. Now you clearly you've already negged on it. No. Well, listen. You know how I feel about Jerry Horner Halliwell. Okay? No. What? No. I didn't know. Oh. No. We didn't know you had okay. an objection to Jerry Horner Halliwell. I don't think that Jerry Halliwell should be. Uh, if you no, take a hundred of anything, yeah. No, make sure we don't get yeah, sued. That, and stuff. No, no, no. Just as your legal advisor. Like John's going to have like as your legal advisor. Fit. What to care for? What you're going to say? You're not going to accuse look, her he's of. Look, like, he's giving you the padding yeah. to bed. All I'm saying is we're all on ten turks. Take one hundred of anything. I don't want Jerry Halliwell to be in charge of it. That's all I'm saying. I just don't. But want she, was on that dog, she was on that dog program. And what did I say? Jerry Halliwell was a real low point. Did you say that? That's what, what I your... said. I don't okay. think she said that. What, I did say that. Let us delve into the mind of <laughs> Steph Seelan. Oh okay. God! Is there a, is dive. there a Ricky Whittle style reason right. why you don't Here's like Jerry the Halliwell? Here's thing that annoys me about Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> right? I don't like her. She she talks all the time. Is like she's too earnest. It really aggravates me. She's just like it's like she makes. She just like makes out she knows everything about everything and I just find it so irritating. Are you going back to the time where she did a documentary for the BBC in which she went to, I think it was the world's biggest, a dump. Do you remember that? Yeah. And she comes like, like, Jerry yeah. Halliwell saves yeah, the world yeah. kind of thing. I wrote a, a dump? Couple, yeah, it's a big, yeah, work of rubbish You know, it's part trip. of her UN work. Yeah. She, she went to a tip. She yeah, went to a tip where, like, yeah, where, where, she, where, where no, poor no, no, little children have to like pick things off the tip to eat. It was awful. Yeah, it's awful, yeah. But she was the of that. I wrote a heat cover story about that, believe it or not. Because it was... So yeah. remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> I just find her, I just, oh, I just, I find the whole thing like, she doesn't sing anymore. Okay. I mean, I'm sure she sings in her house, which must be irritating for everyone. Don't she have a single every now and then? <sighs> Look at me. I just, I just, I can't get on board with her. John's I can't get on board with her. John is a huge Joey Halliwell fan. I just can't. I think I'm it's sorry. Sing. It's all, it's all sing and I find when she, I'm sorry, I find the people getting up and dancing incredibly cringy and horrid. Sorry, carry yep. on. You say what you think. It was just awful. <laughs> okay. Do you do you disagree? Here are my notes. Okay, things I'd like to talk about. I think, a bit like that Sky program, singing program we reviewed on the pod, that 
yeah, which no. didn't have the as many. Pi- the pitch, the, the was it? Oh, the one where they were all um, harmony singers. What are they? Was it called? A cappella one. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, Cat Dealey did it, and we like Cat Dealey. Yeah. She's Cat Dealey. What a great woman. Sing for your, sing for. Like we'll I'll guys. find you. Carry on. Sing. Like that show. What you mean? Yeah. You don't want me to repeat? Sing. No. Okay, anyway, fine. give us your notes. Um, yeah. So with that show, I didn't care about the judges because there's too many of them. Now imagine a hundred. Yeah. A hundred of these people I just don't care about. No. And I feel like, you know, there was just random people, a singing dentist. There's too many characters on there, particularly this guy called uh, Paulus, who is a cabaret compere, oh. who's basically trying to set himself up as Craig oh, Overhaul. To- he can jog and- right on. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can though, can't he? He was annoying. He, he sing w- Ultima Acapella was the name yes, of the, of the, of the Cat Dealey fronted Sky One show that no one watched. Did no one watch it? I don't think so. Oh. I like Cat Dealey. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so that, so then the other thing is like, I th- the concept of it I think is flawed because I, th- I feel that a lot of them weren't standing up because I of the quality of the singing. Yeah, it's because they like the song I and totally they wanted to get up agree. and dance to it. So it's completely ridiculous. So like one woman sang this song, which great voice, but it wasn't a catchy song. She sang it very well. And then someone was singing like, I don't know, um, a Spice Girls song or whatever and because everyone loved that song yeah. it was a really upbeat song they're like oh everyone's still on their feet and it's the like thing is, completely flawed these Logic. people are so ego driven that if they were singing a song and they didn't know the words to it these other they wouldn't stand up because they didn't, wouldn't be able to sing the words because they've been filmed dancing around like lunatics yeah. it's just awful um, well, I'll tell you something I liked I did like the element of the uh, knockout bit so you know, like there's three people on the podium, and then like the next person sings, and then one person gets knocked out. I mean, thought that's and they had a little counter to see if they were gonna exceed the last score and everything. So I thought that was a kind of interesting device. That's <laughs> gonna be like with absolute oh. disdain. But my Did ultimate question for you guys would be: Does the world really need another singing contest? No, of course not. I mean, I think fronted by Jerry Halliwell. Well, this is the thing. Let's you've you've both forgotten the fact that the show is actually Rob presented by Rob Becker. And I, for he's me, nice, the only the oh, only he's lovely the he's only funny. good thing about the whole Dumb ludicrous thing, <laughs> thing yeah. is Rob Becker. And I think he does as good a job as you could possibly hope because oh, he mm. is interviewing so for example, that was he Paulus, that guy. Yeah. Taking he's the funny. taking the pee yeah. out of him. There's another taking bit. Was there another guy who who sets himself up? There's another guy who says, oh, "I'm the soul man" or something. People call no, me the soul man. And Rob Baker says, "Who calls you that?" No one knows who <laughs> yeah. you are. Yeah. And you're like, "Yes, he's he very is funny. the voice of the viewer." Oh. And I thought he was unashamedly blunt mm. with these ludicrous jazz hands doofuses mm, who make yeah. up the hundred in a very funny way. So I'm like watching it for him and he's great. And I'm, I, I can almost I sense. But I don't agree. think he's enough to like oh, no. sustain the no. interest for an hour. No. And also the other thing about, um, I do uh, think he's hilarious. Like he, and he makes this yeah. a good thing. Yeah. However, he does say performance, which is one of my most hated <laughs> things. He says what? Performance. You know how performance. Yeah, you know how like sometimes oh on, my is God. that BGT or X Factor go, oh, the next, pro- oh, that was a beautiful performance. It's like, well, I don't understand what you're oh saying because God. it's performance. That's like I, when people say be Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, no, but he is great. Um, it's weird though how it, an hour, it is a long watch. It's an hour, an hour and a half. Boyd, <laughs> yes. I really need to know what you think about Joey Halliwell. Oh, uh, yeah, I think she's irritating. <laughs> she is Sorry. though, isn't she? I love her. I met her once. I met her a couple of times. And she's very, she's incredibly, she's actually less earnest and all of that in real life she, and I totally believe that I always things. think if I yeah. met her actually I bet she's like really nice but, but this she's, is, she's just... less she's actually oh I'd oh say she's less annoying in, she's probably the least annoying member of the hundred no the whole yeah, show. no yes, yeah. no. Steph, oh, Steph. I think so she is and I should tell you why one of my other things I noted was that because 
it's not just because she's very small. She gets completely lost in this hundred. So when you're looking at it, you can't even say where the actual yeah, right. singer that, it, that the, is like the celebrated singer is. That is like when less attractive people get even more att- less attractive friends to make themselves look more attractive. So you're saying that basically she, oh. annoying Jerry Hannibal, has got t- more annoying people around her to make herself look more annoying. Is that what you're saying Let's to make us all less annoying. Less annoying, I mean. Well, I don't yeah. think she's, I don't think it's entirely her doing. I think they've uh, surrounded her with 99. I think it's flawed <laughs> that, that as well, having people. her so submersed in so many people. You can't put spot her out submerced I don't, want, I don't want to find her I don't want to spot her but also the other thing that I don't like about it is you know when they do those little fake chats oh, oh. well get, right I have to mention because you mentioned it was an, it's, a, it's an hour long show there's a very funny bit which I thought was literally I felt like I could sense the, whoever the executive in charge of the show is you know the BBC or whatever they probably sent the first edit and they're like they're watching it and they're going oh like, after about 20 minutes they're like how much longer is this going on for it's very repetitive Oh and I mean, obviously, all singing talent shows are, but there's something, I don't know, there's something extra, feels extra. And so halfway through, they literally go, oh, let's have a break. <laughs> and it's like, oh, there's an ad break. It's on BBC One, so there is no ad break. Yeah. Then you watch them all kind of retire to like the, 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 the general area where they chat about nothing very it interesting at all. And it's quite bizarre. And Rob Beckham makes a joke that they've all gone to the toilet, which I guess some of them have. Yeah. It's a weird moment, isn't it, in the show where he suddenly goes, let's have a break for no other reason that it's all got a bit much, it's got to be repetitive and, and annoying. Well, at one point, Jerry's talking about not having enough food because it must be so long to film. Yeah, oh yeah. She, but that, one, that's a scintillating moment where she talks about she has what? Some hummus. Yeah. Some hummus. Yeah, she's that, a, she's I mean, a, I mean there uh, is a, all I'd say is if I was the produ- if I was the in charge of this show, I was, you've got to cut that out because you've given every TV critic in the world the opportunity to say the highlight of the show is Jerry Allen will say she had hummus for lunch. lunch. Oh. And that is what's going to happen. It's, it's not, not great, is it? I have to say, and I, you know, I mean, I haven't, I, you know, I'm, a, I like the X Factor. I like Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, I like but some of these shows. crucially, this isn't the X Factor. Yeah, I feel this is. It's a weird thing about BBC attempts to do these shows, and I felt this about The Voice, and I still feel it about The Voice. It's very jazz hands. The whole thing, not just the hundred who are all jazz hands. I mean, yeah. it's like hundred. It's like two hundred jazz hands. I don't have a problem with the jazz hands. Oh, I do. It's just the whole. I, do, I, 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 I do. don't mean. The, I mean the whole tone of it. It's yeah, very I theatrical. Do. I do. You know I mean I it? agree. It's twee. Yeah. And yeah. for me, the great. But sometimes f- that does well. What uh, about the Andrew Lloyd Webber one? But that was different. No, they're really think, good. I love. I don't all think. Of those. No, I don't think those were twee. See, that's different. No. Those were. They quite were actually blunt. quite calm. Yeah. 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 yeah not, those not, were kind of quite honest and down and dirty and blunt. And if he thought yeah. someone was terrible, they were terrible. In this, it's all very nice. It's like even the worst people who don't get any people joining in, they're all like, oh, you're still brilliant. We just didn't think. They come up with weight. No, it's all nice. I think, I think there is a market for that because we don't always need Simon Cowell just being really horrible. To, no, you, know you want I mean? honesty. Yeah, no, you not when you've got Paulus. Yeah, it's too, no, it's too, <laughs> it's awful. too, yeah, Paulus is trying to be blunt in a, in a very I, affected, self-conscious way. I, th- I thought the whole thing was very theatrical, very contrived. That's annoyed me. Yeah, I, I think. I think um, I think it's going to be flop. I don't think it's going to be a massive hit. And fifty no. grand. I mean, they don't, that's that's how much they don't believe in the people they're going to get on the <laughs> show. They're not even offering them the recording contract or anything. Just saying, oh, you have. 50 I'll take grand. fifty though. I mean, God, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> but fifty um, and a croissant. That's all she wants: croissant. Yeah. Fifty grand's worth of croissants. I want to reiterate that, reiterate that Rob Beckett does a good job, though. He does. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, he's no, As no, you said, he's the best thing about he this. He is working in very harsh conditions, and he, he does. Is. He it's weathers a, it very well. It's a great performance from him. A yes. great performance. All Together Now starts on BBC One next Saturday at the time of 7.15, I think, off the top of my head. Um, and clearly, um, you may decide that it's much better than we think it is. How many stars are you going to give it, Steph? Two. It's okay. a five from me. No, it's a, f- it's a two. Yeah, I think it's got to be two as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I was so very sorry. sorry, but what can you do? Finally, it's, it's that time. 
It's question time. John hates us more and more. <laughs> I think it's been a grueling episode. For it has. To to, isn't I mean, it? John, for us more than. No, but let always ask him. He's here. John, has it been a grueling episode for you? <laughs> oh, he's done not so so-so. Not a denial. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. I don't feel after this episode he's going to go, right, sit me down and show me all together now. Now. <laughs> I'm going, That's not our fault. We didn't make the show. I know, but even probably sitting through a discussion of it, it's probably like okay, fine. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> well, the question is this week, um, built around Requiem, which is, as I've said, a horror film, horror TV drama, what is your favourite spooky TV or film thing? Right. I'm turning oh. to Stephanie Seelan okay. first. But looking but at me, which is confusing. Kay. Well, <laughs> confusing because I know that sometimes involved. Kay hasn't prepared an answer to the, to right. the question. Kay, get on the Google. Well, specifically when they're not geared towards me. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Right. Boyd, you can actually help me out with this one. What I'm going to talk about now is the thing that when I was a little girl and my family watched Doctor Who, yeah. it absolutely terrified me. Okay. And to this day, the thought of these things really scares me. Okay. Now... God, and sometimes like I've explained this to people and they were like, oh, no, those things didn't exist. I'm like, no, 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 they did. Right. They were, I believe they were called tripods. They were like huge metal long. They had really long metal legs and there were little pods on the top and they used to come through the forest in Doctor Who. I'm going to um, Google it. And they... Now Do you mean when you were me. younger or recently? You no, mean when I was younger. You mean new Doctor Who? Oh, really, so like really old, old Doctor Who. Do you remember who the Doctor was? John Pertwee or Tom Baker or Peter Davison. I think it was Peter Davison. Mm, okay. Can you can you look at that? I, that I is I, the most scary yeah. to me. Still, that is the one of the most scary or the most scary thing to me. Right. It used to terrify me. It used they to. They really sound very believe... similar to the ones in um, War of the Worlds. Yeah, they're a bit were, like that, right. but they they're is that stuff. Yeah, is that? <laughs> oh, is that? Is exactly that? Is what the, is it called? The tripods. Yeah. The tripods. Yeah, I knew you didn't make it up. It's definitely yeah. What well, when did they run? It when did was, they run? Okay. Oh, God, it's honestly. The tripods, look. <gasps> yes, yeah, scary. Yeah. Oh, aren't they frightening? Oh, no, but that's its own series, though. The tripods was its own series. What? Yeah. There was a series called Tripods, which... Um, but were they were in Doctor Who? It was in that slot, but it wasn't actually on Doctor Who. But I think there were tripod-style things on Doctor Who, but there was a show actually called Tripods. Yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, yeah, anyway. the tripods. Oh, you didn't you confused because it was on the same time as Doctor Maybe, Who. but don't Google it because it's really terrifying. <laughs> don't they Google are, it. They are, they're scary. Oh, That's okay. the thing that used to terrify me as a child. In a, in later life, I don't think I've found anything hugely as terrifying as that. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's a great when, answer. When I think of the thing that scared me the most, what scares me the most, it's still that. Wow. Oh, is that the, oh, okay. Is that the question? Is that what you're going to say? Is that the question? Yeah. That is the question. What scared Kay? you most? No, I thought it was spooky. So that's it different. is spooky TV or film, but then Boyd said yeah, spooky. Thing, no, it, so... can be, it can be anything that you find scary. So, you're, yeah. so we're talking childhood traumas? Yeah. yeah okay, but, fine. No, not necessarily. It can be childhood. It All can right. be Just whatever. When, when I think of scary, that's what yeah. I think of. Anything right. scary. Kay, go ahead. Well, two things then from childhood you scare Ooh. me. One was Jaws, the baddie from Bond. Oh, that's a good one. He with the scary. silver teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was terrifying. And yeah. he was in like at least two of the films. So I was like... He came to my university ball. Really? Yeah. As your date? As a feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. And what? As a feature? As like a feature person. <laughs> yeah. Well, like a star guest? Yeah. Wow. That's Him brilliant. and a big snake. 
Those what? are the two things, yeah. What, wrapped around his neck or, or they're separate? No, somebody else had the snake <laughs> and he came as well. Jaws and a snake. Yeah. Richard Keel is the name of the actor. Yeah, he was yeah. there. There's a brilliant shot. Funny enough, there was a brilliant shot that someone tweeted this week of him on the set of The Spy Who Loved Me with his wife, I think, and their, and their little baby. And they were, and it was really Aww. sweet. And so you saw Jaws, the scary Jaws. See, I wouldn't, be scary. Scary the, I wouldn't no, be scared of that no. if I saw him with a baby. Obviously, but, yeah. you know, with those silver teeth coming at you. Okay, and this other thing I was scared of as a kid was, you know, in um, Superman, the trio of baddies mm. in their black outfits, what were yeah. they, who were they called? I've just remembered the other thing that used to scare the absolute pants off me. Do you remember from Return to Oz, the wheelies? Oh, no, I don't like Return to Oz. But do you, no, that <laughs> wasn't the Zod question. Yes. And his henchmen, yes. played by the great, the legendary Terrence Stamp. Yeah. 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 But Terrifying. Boyd, the wheelies, do you remember them? I don't remember the wheelies, no. Oh, they were like... <laughs> Half people on wheels in the in Return to Oz. <gasps> Do you know what? Actually, the so flying monkeys scary. and the Wizard of Oz were pretty. Yeah, scary Oz song. is a source of much fear. Anyway, Boydo, what are you scared of? Nothing. No, I wouldn't you say fear that. nothing. No, that's not true. No, well, since since you've both gone for kind of stuff you were scared of when you were, when you were little, um, I'll go for that as well. There was a so there's a show called Thriller on um, ITV. When when was that on? It was on in the seventies. This is how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it was created by Brian Clemens, who was a brilliant um, uh, writer, and uh, he wrote he, he, the Avengers, you know, the original Avengers. Those oh yeah. Series, you know, he was he was responsible for those persuaders. He wrote he created a lot or co-wrote a lot of brilliant, brilliant sixties, mm. seventies TV, fantastic stuff. And Thriller was one of the first. It was the it was the forerunner of Black Mirror. No. So Thriller was a completely different story each week. It was an anthology series. It ran from nineteen seventy three to nineteen seventy six. And they were effing terrifying. And they ran the gamut from, it might be a kind of twist in the tail style thing, like Black Mirror. It might be a kind of supernatural. It might be a ghost story. Mm. It might be... Were you old enough to be watching it? Yeah, I was like, I was like, you know, at seven, eight, nine, ten. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's you know, too that young. That's too young, no, 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 no. You traumatised no, yourself. No, I loved it. But it, it helped establish my love of horror stuff, of frightening stuff. There is a, you know, the pleasure you get in being scared, if you like. I mean, oh, I, I don't like I, don't, I don't. No, I don't. But although... <laughs> But I think you can get them on DVD, and I really want to go back. I keep saying to myself, I've got to go back and watch Thriller and to see how pretty it was. It was a phenomenal um, series. Right. And it's had a big influence on Instant Number 9, for example. It kind of has a big influence on that um, Ghost Watch thing, because that Ghost Watch feels like a kind of episode of Thriller, which is done in documentary <laughs> style. Yeah. No, the Ghost Watch documentary. Yeah. Anyway, you can't watch that because you've got to watch all the rest of Alt Carbon first, haven't you? Alt Carbon, should I say? What did you call it? Alt Carbon? Alt Carbon. Alt Carbon. <laughs> Alt Carbon. It's <laughs> possibly a better title for it. I know, it actually would. Yeah. They should yeah. have come to me. Well, anyway. I think we've uh, truly torn the week's uh, pop cultural highlights to pieces. <laughs> John <laughs> Apart is from sinking in his chair yeah, yeah. through despair. So what that means is it's time to say goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you next week. Please review us. Bye. Bye.